It's Monday, April 29th, and this is TikTok. A big hello to all of our listeners. I'm Andrew Mock, and this is your TikTok podcast with all the global news you need to know. Today, we're talking about Democratic presidential hopeful Beto O'Rourke. Today, he released a $5 trillion plan to combat climate change over the next decade. The goal of the plan is to reach net zero emissions in the U.S. by 2050. O'Rourke is a former congressman from Texas, which is a big oil and natural gas producing state, and he said he would put the U.S. back in the Paris Agreement if elected. He announced the plan today from Yosemite National Park in a video he posted on Twitter. We are announcing the most ambitious climate plan in the history of the United States. That means mobilizing $5 trillion, means investing in people and communities and the technology that will allow us to be the leader in the world in ensuring that we're there for the next generation. Joining me to unpack this announcement and what it means for the presidential race is Emma Kinnery. She's covering the 2020 campaign for Bloomberg News from Washington, D.C. Emma, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I'm really excited. So to start, it it seems like Beto's already carving out his agenda for his first 100 days in office if he's elected. Uh, Is this really the most ambitious climate plan that voters now have on the table? I would say that the most ambitious climate plan is definitely the Green New Deal, which was championed by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which talks about addressing climate change from all aspects. It really bases itself off of Green New Deal. Um, It's focused on improving the infrastructure in the economy and decreasing inequality while also addressing climate change. And now to the price tag, $5 trillion. Can you explain how he's proposing to pay for that? Yeah, so the $5 trillion, he doesn't explicitly say from a wealth tax, but that's kind of what it comes out of, changing the tax code so that by taking out $1.5 trillion in direct federal funding, which he'll ask Congress for, as well as changing the tax code to increase taxes on corporations. And obviously, you brought up Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. We can't talk about climate change in the Democratic mm-hmm. Party without bringing up the Green New Deal. You said it's based off of that. Does comparing Beto's plan to somebody's like AOC's really matter? I mean, as far as we know, she's not running for president. But wouldn't there be some overlap in support for the two plans? Yeah, so it definitely shows that People have the same goals for climate change, so not only addressing climate change, but Democrats, a lot, several Democrats are talking about using um, a plan to address climate change to address other issues, such as inequality and um, like economic insecurity and crumbling infrastructure. And so I think that that definitely shows the way that Democrats are addressing it, as well as the fact that they're really talking about it. Um, all, nearly all the presidential candidates are addressing this issue. Uh, Washington Governor Jay Inslee has based his entire campaign around it. Um, and when I was in Nevada over the weekend, I saw Beto work on Friday at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, and there he was asked what the number one North Star issue of his campaign was. That kind of the woman was like, what wakes you up every day? And he said addressing climate change. So seeing him um, put out this plan today definitely makes sense. You mentioned Jay Inslee, the the governor of Washington, who is this now rare single issue candidate who's made climate change the focus of his campaign. Several other Democrats are are leading in the polls and in in donor support at this point. Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders seem to be the ones to beat. Given that neither of them has released a major climate plan like Beto, I, I wonder how much it matters. I mean, no doubt climate change is a definite platform for the Democrats, but perhaps it's less of a kitchen table issue for voters. I think that that's something which 
they'll have to see. Several Democrats have signed a no fossil fuel pledge um, so they wouldn't take money from fossil fuel corporations. This was something which Beto himself got into kind of tough waters a few weeks ago when I saw him in at William & Mary in Virginia um, when he had refused to sign it. Um, but he himself says that he isn't taking money from fossil fuel corporations. Are there any other criticisms of Beto's plan to speak of at this point? So the Sunrise Movement, which was which really helped to craft Alexander Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal, had criticized his plan for not being aggressive enough. Beto's plan calls for making it net zero emissions by 2050 and like getting halfway there by 2030. The Green New Deal calls for creating net zero emissions by 2030, whereas he would like to make it halfway there by 2030. Um, but they just don't think that it's enough. And and we should be clear here, the, the first Democratic primary isn't until next February. The first Democratic debate is in late June. Uh, so maybe we can take a step back and talk about Beto as a candidate at this stage. I mean, like you said, you've attended some of his rallies, you've seen him speak, and I want to know what it's like on the ground for him. I mean, does this climate plan read as more of a last-ditch effort for, for some attention as now the, the pool of candidates seems to be complete here? One, is not complete. People are still thinking about joining. Um, (laughs) But besides from that, uh, Beto's plan, I think that one of the things that voters are really looking for is they've seen them, they understand who they are as people. Now they're like, we want to see what you can do. Um, And so candidates are really being pushed to release like actual policy proposals. And so I would say that this probably isn't like a last ditched effort as much as if you want to continue staying relevant and if you want to continue to be considered a serious candidate, you have to be releasing policy plans. And what have you seen on the ground when you've been in person with Beto? I mean, do you you see a lot of that voracious support that he started out with, especially in the Texas Senate race? It's just a different ballgame now um, across the country. He he definitely has like a lot of fervent supporters and people come out to his rallies, but it is like anyone's game right now. It's such a large race. It's hard to say like who has an edge at this point. Um, O'Rourke's polling numbers have significantly decreased since January when he was pulling at around 7%. You mentioned that candidates are now under pressure to show their policy proposals and show voters what they can do and what they want to do. I wonder more broadly speaking, when it comes to issues, whether it's climate change or health care, where does the comparative advantage come in? Do candidates have to do something special in order to get support from voters when there's so many people in the race and, and so many people who would be talking about the same things and, and again, maybe have similar positions? I think that people definitely have to figure out their own way to stand out and figure out their own way to reach out to voters. And whether that's through policy proposals, it's hard to say, because at the same time, if you look, Elizabeth Warren has a policy proposal for literally everything at this point, it feels like. Um, and she isn't as high up in the polls as, say, like Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, who just jumped in. And again, like you said, we're so far away from next February. All right, that's all very good to know. Emma Kinnery, political reporter for Bloomberg News covering the 2020 race in Washington. Thanks for speaking with me today. Thank you so much. Turning now to other news of the day, here's what's happening. The funeral for the only victim of Saturday's shooting at a synagogue near San Diego was held today. Lori Kay was shot by a gunman who opened fire at the congregation Chabad in Poway, California. Witnesses said she was at the synagogue to pray for her mother and she jumped between the shooter and the rabbi Yisrael Goldstein. Kay was taken to a nearby hospital where she was pronounced dead. A day after the shooting, Rabbi Goldstein urged worshipers to stay strong in their faith. Go to your synagogue. We need to fill up those rooms. 
We need to show them that terrorism, evil, will never prevail. Let's stand tall. And for our Jewish people who haven't been to synagogue in a long time, this is the time to do it. Joe Biden was in Pittsburgh today where he held the first rally of his presidential campaign. The former vice president entered the race for the 2020 Democratic nomination last week and has been a frontrunner ever since. Pennsylvania is a crucial swing state and earlier today he received the endorsement of the Pittsburgh-based International Association of Firefighters. During the rally, Biden appealed to middle-class voters. It starts with access to affordable education so that everyone can get the skills they need. Biden will travel next to Iowa, where he's scheduled events later this week. The chair and CEO of Boeing defended the company's safety record today at a press conference after its annual shareholders meeting in Chicago. CEO Dennis Mullenberg declined to take any more than partial blame for two deadly crashes of its best-selling plane, the 737 MAX. It was the first time he's spoken since accidents involving the plane in Indonesia and Ethiopia killed 346 people. He said he has no plans to resign. My clear intent is to continue to lead on the front of safety and quality and integrity. That's who we are as a company. We deeply regret what happened with these accidents. It gets to the core of our company, to the core of our people. They care about this business and the safety of our airplanes. That's what I'm focused on. That's your TikTok update for Monday. You can learn more about all of these stories everywhere we are. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and check us out on Instagram at TikTok. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrew Mock, and be sure to download the TikTok podcast every day for all the global news you need to know.